This is Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. I am joined today by Parvesh Chino. Welcome. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Just snuggling up in my bed. <laughs> yeah, we are in your hotel room together. <laughs> yes, it's very intimate. Yeah. In the modern day, we can't have these kind of auditions or interviews no, anymore. No, absolutely not. Yeah. We um, just finished the morning show, too, so it's very much on my mind. <laughs> Um, so Parvesh, you are an actor. So I know you primarily as a friend of my husband's. Yeah, we, we know each other personally. Um, yeah. So you went to high school with, with Mikey. At, I've known Mikey since elementary school. Since elementary school. Yeah. He does have a really adorable picture of you guys like in a play together. And I also saw he posted a photo of like me, like wearing like a lot of like neon 80s mm-hmm, colors mm-hmm. and him still in Chicago Cubs gear. Yeah, so a little has changed. Nothing has changed. My <laughs> Cubs hat is actually in the car right now. I almost brought it in. Too. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be too on the nose. <laughs> um, but so yeah, you're uh, an actor. You're living out in LA. Yeah. We would know you from Outsource. Yeah, that was my big break. Yeah. You, um, where did I just recently see you? I feel like I see you all the fucking time. Like I was booking a business trip um, and you had a Southwest campaign. Yeah, yeah. So I was like in a couple of years me- ago, just for like uh, that ran just for like two weeks, I think. But I was in a meeting and I went to like southwest.com and I was like, that's Parvesh. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm the header. Why is I Parvesh? even tweeted them. I'm like, hey, Southwest, can I get some more points? And they were just like, thank you for being in our commercial. <laughs> We paid you scale, so you should be grateful. I am actually a big Southwest fan. I am too. That's what we fly. Yes. Because do you have the companion pass? I don't have the companion pass. We gamed it. We know how to do it now. Oh my God. What you do is you just book the hotels Uh on their website. And then like if your normal hotel you're looking for was 200 bucks. Uh Uh-huh. But they might have one for two fifty, but that but gives you you ten thousand points a night. You're on your way to the companion pass. Ugh. See, I'm still doing commercials for them. Are they hate paying them. you to be here? I know. I hate them. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. So yeah, let's kind of dive in. So um, sort of a little bit about your background. Yeah. You uh, are in wait, first generation Indian American. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. Is that first it's generation means because I was the one born here. Yeah. Your parents and, immigrated. And they were not born here. Right. Yeah. Um, which we, you know, my co-host is also a first generation Indian American, huge community where we grew up uh-huh. of, of Indian American, but specifically... Um, can we talk a little bit about being gay in Indian and how your culture sort of, uh, like, was that ever an extra speed bump? Yes and no, but like, I have to view life through the lens of being American. Sure. You know, I always love when people ask, what's your nationality? I'm like, American idiot. Or like, where are you from? Yes, wink, wink, we wink. Get that all the time. But when they ask, when they're trying, I'm like, come on, people, nationality, the word nation is in it. Right. Ethnicity, that's your... Yeah, ethnic background. So through the lens of America, it's just still that same like suburban Mm -hmm. kind of upbringing. Parents have issues, sure, for a bit, but get over it. Yeah, we're forty now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) we're we're all aging. Well, in the sense, like I do like it. My partner's dad said that his he found his forties to be his most powerful. Ooh, yeah, is that nice? And I like that a lot. So Mikey just turned 40 and he's thrilled about it because he thinks people will expect less from him. Totally. (laughs) I like it. I don't have to worry about the new music Mm -hmm. or trends. I don't care. (laughs) I really think like Lady Gaga was like the last new artist that I was like Gaga over. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like any songs. Even my partner, he's five years younger. So he knows like Billie Eilish. I don't know. Ariana Grande. When I hear them, they're great. But like I just... 
don't need to now. Mm-hmm. I just do the favorites that my iPhone, Apple Music does every week, every Tuesday. Yes. It makes my favorites playlist, and I'm like, great, done. I created a, pl- a playlist like on Spotify like seven years ago. Yeah. Just haven't changed it. Why would you need to? I'm just, like, I add two songs a year. Yeah. I'm just, like, really old in my... I was... I took a lift to Hollywood last night, and the the Uber driver was listening to, like, The Killers, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, that's my jam. Yeah, but I feel like even they're still current. I don't think they are. They? are. No, they don't I mean, not shit. He was, he was listening to, like, Hot Fuzz, which that's is... Funny. Which was my whole jam, like, in college. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it wasn't. Mom's fine with it. She and my partner text all the time. <laughs> Ooh, how do you feel about that? I like it because then they don't text me. <laughs> I don't think I would like that at all. Why? You're not close with your in-laws. I'm close with them, but like, like we'll chat once in a while, but we don't do anything of consequence. I live. I let Mikey take care of his family, and I take care of my family. But there's no like cross pollination. I mean, he's buddies with my brother because he knew my brother before we started dating. Okay. Um, but even so, I guess I text my sister-in-law a lot. Anyway. Yeah, but that might be an ethnic thing, too, because now, even at this age, I remember going back to being, like, gay and Indian. I remember senior year of high school thinking, like, I want to get away as far as possible from mm-hmm. home because I just wanted to, back then in the late 90s, just that M.O., was you came out freshman year of college. Just wait till college. Just wait till college. You know, it gets better. Uh-huh. It gets better uh-huh. in college. Yeah. Versus now, I have friends whose children are pre-puberty transitioning. Yeah. Because then they'll never even develop the other mm-hmm. hormone that they didn't want. Mm-hmm. So that's fascinating. Like, just look how far it's come in 20 years. Yeah. we. I was just talking to... Have you read the book? My listeners kind of make fun of me because I love this book, Red, White, and Royal Blue. No. Oh, my God. Pervage. I'm obsessed. I've read it three times. It's just like this beacon of light in this dark, horrible world. Um, It's a romance novel where the son of the first female president falls in love with the prince of England, Mm -hmm. and hilarity ensues, et cetera. Um, But all that's to say is I read that in a book club with with, uh, two of my best friends, and there's a few characters who they don't really address their sexuality. They just sort of say like, oh yeah, this she dated this guy and now she's dating this woman and they never kind of yeah. address it. And I feel like that's kind of the direction things are going in totally. of like labels are kind of meaningless mm-hmm. because like it, you don't, I feel like at the next generation, hopefully people who are lucky enough to have like understand parents won't have to like quote unquote come out. Yeah, It'll just I, be like whoever they date is who I they date. I agree with you fully. I think that's even like our gender constructs and what we're attracted to. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about like how I, the 90s, you know, in your preteens, teens for me, like when we are coming out and your sexuality is awakening, it was still a very white, especially the 90s, it was mm-hmm. very white, mm-hmm. smooth, trimmed, wax kind mm-hmm. of aesthetic. You know, yeah. there was no people of color who were gay. Uh huh. And let alone body types that now we see everywhere. Sure. But I'm still a little. And I'm breaking it down a bit, but like I have still been attracted more so to cisgendered, mm-hmm. masculine, presenting uh-huh. men. Mm-hmm. And I do. I think you're right. I think that people like maybe we're maybe two generations, if not a generation away mm-hmm. from like it being just you're attracted to people. Yeah, and I, and it's funny because I never like I'm I identify straight. I've only dated men. 
but I was what my my same friend. It's this is my best friend, and her wife, who live in Portland. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to high school together. I officiated their wedding. They're the yeah, best yeah. people in the they're your family. in the universe. They're, yeah, they're my people. Um, Leah and I would watch. Um, fuck, it was a bad reality show on MTV. Are you the one? It was called. Yeah, I don't know. It. And there was a a season that so the the loose construct is there's say twelve people or whatever, and they've all been scientifically matched with with each other, sure. and they throw them all in a house and they have to figure out who their match is. And then this season that that Leah and I watched together was everybody was was queer, so you have the 20, twelve people in the house or whatever, and anybody could match with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not like, um, and so we had a lot of conversation. So there, it's really spanning like sort of gender presenting and Leah and I would have, you know, so Leah's gay and I'm straight and we would have interesting conversations about like, you know, these, these different people. And I, I was like, are you more attracted to like a feminine man or a masculine women, woman? And she, it was, she and I were the opposite. Cause there would be like really like kind of masculine women. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I think that's more attractive than like a really effeminate man for me. And she was the opposite. And it's just like, when you allow yourself to sort of blur lines of who who cares, right. you sort of open up doors to kind of interesting parts of yourself. And I, I just don't you think it's too bad that people close themselves off? Well, I remember, like now, let's come back to the podcast. It's religion too. There's an oh. element of like organized religion. I I liken a lot of the patriarchy, you know, marriage even as a construct. From we know, like this came about from. Land mergers, mm-hmm. property, mm-hmm. Uh, kingdoms mm-hmm. aligning. So it wasn't, you know, the people, even in royalty, had harems and they had that. Sure. Uh, from, you know, Eastern, Western cultures all had like, oh, this is my wife, but here are my four other lovers. Right. So it's still new. And then that control, even of like, what the Catholic Church taught us of mm-hmm. why priests kept married, it's not about any celibacy of Jesus. It's because they didn't want. The church, if I was a priest before they changed this, mm-hmm. and I was married, we had a kid, I die, the because, kid yeah. is not a priest, mm-hmm. he gets the church mm-hmm. property right through the lineage mm-hmm. through the son. So that's why we we know this. This yeah. is full on truth that the Catholic church made priests celibate, not for anything other than just to keep the real estate, the power, the money. Yep. So whenever... And it's you, effective. It is. But then now... If you were to ask, you know, someone's grandma, like in their 70s, 80s, who probably remembered services in Latin Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. you know, Vatican II, they would just tell you, like, no, celibacy is because of religion or we need, or this. I'm like, no, it's actually, you have to really look at the specifics before we just gloss it over. And it's hard, it's, it's hard and it's frustrating when you know the answers to questions and people still refuse to, to see the why. I've been, I've had a lot of, um, I've had, I went through a few years of being very militantly anti-religion, mm-hmm. anti-faith, anti, what I perceived as anti-intellectualism mm-hmm. because we all, and I used to be this person. I used to be like, I believe in everything in science that science answers, including the big bang. Mm-hmm. And then God did that. Mm-hmm. Just like in my marrying the two of sure. logic, science. Kind of deism. Yeah. Of my teens, early 20s, you know, before I think my 30s when I was like, I got to walk the walk, mm-hmm. you know. But now by 40, I've lost a couple of friends, especially some of my black African-American friends. And I just fought a bit because I 
offered a perspective that could be erroneous and wrong. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, I thought, you know, when the Brits colonized India, mm-hmm. Indians didn't become Anglican. Mm-hmm. Some did. Some were already Christian, Jewish, mm-hmm. Sikh, Hindu, Muslim, everything. We know this. Mm-hmm. I, but they didn't even bother with it by that point. You know, this late in the, 20, in the mm-hmm. 19th century when they came. They, if anything, made the language Hindi. Yeah. They cobbled everything. Yeah. To make this one, national, so to speak, national language. So I did, you know, like when there was like a lot of African movements, like in the 90s, I keep coming back to the 90s. Like yeah. Like when TLC would wear like, you know, the medallions mm-hmm. with the continent of mm-hmm. Africa on it. And there was that movement. We would argue, it'd be like, I don't know if I would want to be the religion of the race that made my people slaves or, mm-hmm. you know, made them a colony like India. Mm-hmm. And so there's been so much friction on that, like, because, you know, there's that element of like, yes, but now I found this faith and everything. It's such a dicey situation with a forced religion on American, you know, how American, uh, African-Americans have had such a horrible time in this country. Uh-huh. And then to when I've, you know, a couple of my close friends where I be like, okay, we're smart. We are not religious, right? And then this is me still like working my own shit out. Sure. And they'd be like, no, I can address the fact that, yes, they might have forced, a slave owner might have forced my great, great grandparent to become Christian in order to live. Yeah. But later, if I have the choice, this is, you know, they were like saying that this is their choice. And now I just feel like later in life, like, I can accept that. I've yeah. become even more forgiving mm-hmm. of people who are religious and have faith because at the end of the day, like if I believe that these 60 to 80, 90, 100 years that we each have on a planet mm-hmm. make the most of it, mm-hmm. I got I get a little frustrated. Like, fine, if you think I'm wrong, you're still going to have your magical heaven <laughs> or 40 virgins or planet. Uh-huh. Did I get everything? I think that's like... Yeah, Mormonism. Or your resurrection. Mm -hmm. No, no. Or reincarnation. Reincarnation. (laughs) Reincarnation. We got it. We got heaven, Uh reincarnation, virgins for planets. uh, Planets for Mormons. What what do Scientologists get? The The lizard people? What's that? (laughs) Bezu or Yezu? What's the. We have the bad Thetans or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you'll have that. Mm -hmm. Why? Don't worry about them. If, If you think I'm going to die and go to hell or be done, then mm-hmm. let's just enjoy this time we have together. Yeah, and I think kind I'm of... I'm still working on that too. Like we're, I'm healing some relationships with some friends and going forward, I, I don't care as much. Because why? Unless they're uh, yeah. actively fighting or preventing me from getting married or mm-hmm. adopting. Right now, we still know federally we, LGBTQ community can be fired mm-hmm. for, from work or discriminated from work for being gay. As well as housing. Mm-hmm. But we can marry and, so to speak, adopt kids unless Alabama or Mississippi gets their cases to the Supreme Court right. under the court system, which is now my biggest fear under the Trump administration. Right? Don't you feel like the courts are fucked for the rest of our lives? Oh, yeah. That's all we talk about on this show. It's like how fucked the courts are. And courts, I, I, right? It's and all about... Forget about... Congress will come back. President will come back. Yeah. That 30, courts are th- fucked. Those people in there, th- those judges... Who are my age? We're like thirty-four. Who've never tried a case? Who don't believe in and who the, the birth American, control? Mm-hmm. And who the American Bar Association's been like? No, this guy sucks. Doesn't like matter. that's their professional opinion. Yeah. It's like fuck this guy. Um, that's where I feel like that's when that religious ideology, when like even 
let's let's face it, the GOP, whether or not they believe in religion or not, mm-hmm. they know that they have to play that game. Correct. To get that base, the Correct. evangelical, the white, whatever, even like just fundamental anyone, Jewish, black. Mm-hmm. Indians, you know, Desi population is a huge Trump supporter because coming later in mass to mm-hmm. this country because of, you know, immigration, Chinese yeah. exclusion act to when Johnson and Nixon finally opened up mm-hmm. the gates for the brain drain. Yep. They think they're white. They think they're rich. They don't understand why my dad, Republican, everything, does not under, did not understand white flight, but then they don't have history. No. My dad is an engineer coming over in 68 or 70 whenever he did. He doesn't know. He All he saw was like, oh, all right, I live in Chicago and there are a lot of black and Latino people doing drugs or right. you know, his perception of that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, white people are out in the suburbs. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you see, it's they don't know that, okay, post-World War II, only you know white men, not even white women who fought in the war yep. or worked in it got 30-year mortgage, got mm-hmm. the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. So it's just this cycle that, so like, where I do feel is that where this administration, what the GOP does is, you know, they're not, I don't think a lot of them are going to say it, but their religious beliefs is the are, bottom of everything. If you were to ask me, like, if I was religious, being on the left, though, yes, I will separate my church and state. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with, if I need to pray twice a day or five times a day, like a Muslim I don't need to make everyone do it or make it an issue or make like, no, everyone has to stop. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if we're in a you know, mono-culture country like Saudi Arabia or mm-hmm. Iran where they it is a majority Muslim population, yes, that would be built in. Uh-huh. But in this country, we are supposed to have separation of church and state, but we do know that all these Republicans who are for abor- anti-abortion, mm-hmm. anti-women's choice, mm-hmm. anti-LGBTQ rights, we know it all stems from their religion. Yeah. Because if they could separate it or not, listen to some of the dogma of it, they would not be passing these laws to actively hurt people. But don't you think it's interesting that in the same breath, so we see these these people who genuinely legislate from their religion, from like the, right. the moral morals they have, but then they're also, you know, <clears throat> freaking out about uh, Shia law or whatever, like, oh my God, like the Muslims are going to come yeah. in and, and make us do the things that we don't want to do. And I'm like, I'm living that right now. I am living in a society that my rights are limited based on your religion. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you worried about? Yeah, I never understand. Sharia law, like, not I've Shia I've never law. understood the Islamophobia because as an atheist, I look at them and I'm like, you are all in the line of Abraham. Mm-hmm. My Muslim friends say that, yeah, yeah, Jesus is not our ultimate main guy. But he's up in there. But he is. Yeah. It's like do you it's not like Christians worship Abraham or John the Baptist, mm-hmm. but they're big figures. Yeah. And you know, we know like how some uh, some countries even put an emphasis on the mother Mary mm-hmm. and you know and whatnot. So we know that they're up there. Yep. So that's why I've never understood you know like and obviously we know fundamentalism and crazy people, but at <laughs> just the base understanding they have more in, Jews, Christians, and Muslims have more in common than they do with a Buddhist or a Hindu. Mm-hmm. So that's fascinating to me. I mean, don't you think it has to do with race? Like, yeah. it's but how Jesus became white, which is such an impressive makeover that they I did know, on him. Obs- <clears throat> no, sandy blonde, <laughs> blue eyed Jesus looks like no Six one pack. I've seen from Palestine. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 a wild thing, and I think it always comes into 
in groups versus out groups and, you know, tribalism. tribalism for sure. And when we live in a country as big as the U.S., People search out tribes, which sometimes that comes to their state. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's their religion. Frequently it's their race. But people are always trying to make sure they exclude people to make them feel included. I don't get it. I will never understand. People even get mad at me, like the people who are very pro-multiculturalism. Because I do, and I respect the idea. I'm not against multiculturalism. What I mean is... (laughs) This, what I mean is the people who do love and it's great that they celebrate, oh, we're doing, and now we're having all these things of like cultural appropriation, but I loved it personally. Mm-hmm. I liked it when kids or friends would dress up in Indian formal yeah, because I was touched. And I, I know am- that there are other people and other groups that'd be like, you're appropriating my culture. Sure. I'm like, well, I gave, they clearly <laughs> don't own these kurta pajamas. I'm letting them all wear them because I want them to. Support me as I'm hosting this, the gay South Asian event. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. not an issue. No, but I think that's different than, like, your friends all of a sudden, like, starting to wear that every day. and yeah, being like, I don't the, know, but, but why not? Because... It's clothing. Yeah. And, what and if, listen, I'm not here to tell no, you. No, totally, but, like, to, I'm just trying <laughs> to think of, like, my partner, super white, six foot two, Japanese language undergrad major. Brad spent much. a year in Tokyo. Totally bragging, because... <laughs> So what? He, he should not speak Japanese. He should not speak like no. the food, and he doesn't wear any clothing. I mean, he wears you know plaid, and <laughs> he's from <laughs> Portland. But I just don't care, I and especially because it comes back to my thing. Like I want us all to be one race, which I think is controversial. I, you know, I'm hoping for like in the eight mm-hmm. or ten generations from now, where we'll just be this beautiful brown or something. Sure. Because like, and this is me at my trippiest. But that there was a Star Trek. The new generation, the okay. next generation movie, uh, one of the ones like First Contact, where they okay. have to go back in time uh-huh. to show, and they had to help like James Cromwell and Alfred Woodard like make that first rocket to show that the Earth had finally made it, uh-huh. it caught up te- technology. Yeah, I joke that like if that happens and alien comes here, then we'll finally be one human race. Mm-hmm. But then we're gonna try to bomb the shit of whoever and Correct. nuke. We whoever, have a new like, outsider. Exactly. We'll always find someone. This is what I hate. We'll always find someone to hate, band against, fight. I don't understand that. I this is where I feel like we're flawed as a race or a society or a species. Yeah. I yes. Mean, like I just never will never understand that what we do to animals. I guess Let's go further. Like, I'm on the path to veganism, mm. you know, already being veg, because I just don't get it. I don't understand, like, how we as a, and let's talk Americans specifically, love cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Love, I love my dog. I love my Mr. Beans. True. And then they'll, and we eat cows, pigs, mm-hmm. um, what else did I miss? Chickens, Chickens, right? Chickens, But we call it, poultry. we know that we call it. Fowl or right. beef or mm-hmm. like you said, and other countries eat dog or cat, and we're like, oh my god, those savages! I'm like, we yeah, the pearl chickens or cows, the gentlest animals. And it's it's impressive when we and, and as a person, I've and I've discussed this on this show too because Hemet is also a vegetarian because um, he grew up Sikh. The Fuck, Sikh I don't know. Hindu. Hindus are Jane. No, he grew up Jane. Jane. Yeah. Okay, the Janes are this because my best friend Sonal is Jane. Uh huh. Some 
people back in India, they even like wear like masks. It almost looks like burkas and they have the, they to, sweep in front mm-hmm. of them so they don't step on insects. Yes, exactly. They don't eat root vegetables. Oh, people, I didn't know root oh, vegetables. Why some root? do, but like some pure ones or like very strict adhering, uh-huh. like which no, no Christian I know is because like if you're going to follow the Old Testament, you can't eat shrimp. Mm-hmm. But, or we're like polyblends. Uh, right. <laughs> So, but they, um, yeah, Sonal eats, like, uh, she's vegetarian, she eats, but she eats onions and potatoes, but she has people in her family and relatives that do not, mm-hmm. like a lot of tomatoes, rice, fruit. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, I get it, it's just, and again, my vegetarianism even came about moving to, I feel like California did it to me, moving to LA from Chicago. Oh, sure. Not, and it was also around the time of, like, it's still like even before like forks over knives, but we're just learning a lot more. Fast Food Nation, mm-hmm. the book really oh did it pushed me into it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, supersize me. Mm-hmm. Also, the the documentary it just was like I don't know, I don't need it, and I don't want to kill or harm another living creature with a central nervous system. To okay, be specific because they feel pain. Sure, you know, some people say that they eat. Some vegetarians, especially in Asia, will eat. Insects like crickets, grasshoppers, mm-hmm. Oaxacan food, even here, like in Mexico, they they eat grasshopper mm-hmm. because apparently then they don't feel pain or like there's some that you can break. There, there's there is that line sure. of like pain and whatnot, but it's just so easy for me because I don't know like ethics from environment to yeah, it's mainly environment. Yeah, where I think about let alone health. Ten thousand percent, and it's it's funny because we I've had this conversation a million times that like I I meet and I am fully aware it's morally indefensible. Like I understand, like I am making like a not great choice yeah, for but myself, like it. but I like like mm-hmm. yeah, it's I, like how people like cigarettes or people like alcohol or yeah. or whatever. Like or they yeah, know it's, it's bad for you, but I like it. I like it. And All the things that we like are bad for us. Mm-hmm. You know, when <laughs> spicy foods, alcohol. Uh-huh. It's yeah, just, you know, too much sex. They say. <laughs> <laughs> do they say that? Hey, some religions do. Well, it's control. I don't know if that's scientifically based. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But I mean, it's just still that like that element of like you know. Remember like how they're like don't masturbate. You know, mm. like all oh that yeah, stuff. like it'll make you. What's he Harry Harry palms. palms? Or I'm like. Which is such a specific. Would you thing? rather not have boys? Ma- wouldn't you rather have boys masturbating healthily than? Develop, becoming incels later in life yeah. or like feeling that I can only get off with another partner and then we deal with physical assault and yeah. I mean like promote happy, healthy sexual self. And I think that's what's so bizarre to me when we talk about like, you know, anti choice, things like that. Yeah, sex I, because it's it's the pleasure element. That they is. ignore. Or like you can only have sex to procreate. Which is a bananas thing to say because even within marriage you're saying like i couldn't have sex with my husband unless i'm actively trying to conceive like that yeah. is and that's i don't why, think right? they would... don't, but don't some people like that's why we we joke we have but every religion you know like i used to think it was only like certain groups like wow they have a lot of kids it must be but now you can insert any every mo- most religions even Sikhs, you mm-hmm. know like they're one element like why some gay Sikhs. Hold on to this. They say that the only thing in the Guru Granth Sahib, I think, about family is you should just have a family or make, you know, like that whole thing about be fruitful and multiply yes, for yes, Christianity. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. It applies there. They uh-huh. just said, so some gay Sikhs have interpreted it as like, well, I am partnered and we're having kids, so we're having a family. We're good. 
You okay. Know, it, it stays to the letter of it. But, like, we know, like, look at Orthodox Jews, you know, that have, like, we joke, my friend Steve would always say, like, oh, look at that minivan. It's either going to be with all those kids. I'm going to, you, Bet's Jewish. He'd always pick <laughs> Jewish. So I'm like, no, I'll, I'll take Mormons. And, <laughs> and it would always be. Like would, Catholics, yeah. the Jews, you know. But, like, <laughs> it was just fascinating, like, how every group, like, Fundam- especially at the fundamental level, you are supposed to breed yeah. and make more. Look at the Duggars or the Duggars. Duggars, yeah. Like, it's every, it's like f- every kid is like an Irish twin, right? Within less than a year. Yeah, it's unconscionable. Like, I cannot imagine be Like, a friend of mine just had a... She's got like a seven-month-old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you imagine being like four months pregnant right now? Like... Just getting pregnant right away and, like, dealing with an infant and also be, like, oof. Oof, oof, oof. It's fascinating, like, because then we do talk about, there's, you know, people say overpopulation to resources, and I think of Idiocracy, the Mm -hmm. Mike Judge film, where, Mm -hmm. like, at the very beginning, they give you the primer of why we got so dumb, is, like, smart people weren't having babies, Mm -hmm. but they're just having one, and dumb people without... And I'm so sorry. I went to my white, my trailer trash, <laughs> my white trailer trash voice. Dumb people. But, you know, like, they don't, but he made a joke of it, but it is a little bit, there's some truth in it. We're mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're going to have less access to uh, contraception, mm-hmm. sex education, mm-hmm. and even, like, you know, women's health, you mm-hmm. know, the choice to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be much limited the less education, less money you have. Mm-hmm. We know this. So they're going to make more. Yes. And, and it's, it's fascinating. Like that fear does hit me a bit. Yes. And also when I think the thing that really kind of makes me angry is when people kind of pose as anti-choice because the baby, you know, we need to save the baby yeah. or whatever. But we have evidence, not that means a lot to a lot of people, but we have evidence saying, well, we know how to reduce abortions, and it's through contraception and access to birth control and sex education. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 but none of that. And then also, I love that they're like, we want you. You have to have that baby. You can't abort. You can't abort. Okay, I've had the baby. Help me. No, no. You're welfare on your own. queen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it's- what's so fascinating to me. I always wanted like every evangelical or every person who went to a protest on the sidewalk of an abortion clinic. I'm like, be like. Great. The line starts here. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, what line? Oh, you're here for the, pro- you're protesting. So we have this new thing. Like every time you come to a protest, guess what? You got a baby to take <laughs> care of. You get to bring one home. Why not? That's why I've never understood. Like if you are so intent on this, mm-hmm. go t- then make a deal with that kid or anybody who's, who needs, who's thinking about not having a child. You take their child. Yeah. But you know what? I would, even that. Pregnancy is not a small thing to take no. on. Yeah, and as so, a male man, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it must be so easy, right? Yeah, Women. super easy. Like, God, yeah, it's it's all a fucking mess. Um, so last time I saw you was a week ago, two yeah. weeks ago, um, when you were in Chicago with Danny Pudi yeah. doing your two man show, which was a delight. Yeah, thank you. Is your first time seeing it? Yes. Yeah, we, I think we this we were talking. We didn't know if this is like our fifth year back to Chicago. Um, it was. It was so funny. Mikey was losing his fucking mind because he was like, he was literally just like straight up talking about our childhood together of like Amy's basement yeah. of that. Ugh, it was so much fun. Um, I think there's been, so we're still dealing with race in a weird way in Hollywood and that it's 
at the same time becoming more diverse mm-hmm. and people of color are telling their stories more. But something like the Oscars is failing to catch up. Yeah, I had a friend tell me, though, like that, don't forget the people who vote for categories. And I'm not a member of, I think it's Ampus. Mm-hmm. I'm not, because I barely do any film. It's mainly mm-hmm. television. I'm in the television academy, the Emmy mm-hmm. people. Because that's where I work and that's where I like it. So I do know that you do, the people who vote are the people in your peer category. Mm-hmm. So a friend said, like, don't forget, they keep trying to add more diverse, younger membership, but the majority is still older and white. Mm-hmm. So that's what they pick. Which it's very much a microcosm for our entire country. Yeah, of but the powers that be versus the, the, the representation of it. Mm-hmm. And it, there's not, it's not lost to me that ev- most black, there was like a joke on black Twitter, I think I saw, where it was like, yeah, they only vote for us or nominate us when we were in slavery mm-hmm. movies. And we got Cynthia Erivo, who is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, got to see her in Color Purple twice. Oh, wow. But and she's, she's great. She's so talented. But Harriet Harriet Tubman, Underground yeah. Railroad. You know, she was nominated for like the night at El Royale. Or mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Yeah. I get it. Like Lupita's Oscar, 12 I, Years a Slave. I mean, it's just... We get it. And we, we, the fact that she did not get nominated for us, us? is... Isn't that weird? It's It's... Like, what, what else do they need? Um, Maybe because they feel like she had her time or something, but it's just so, <laughs> it's disappointing. My biggest omission is the cast of Parasite. So we just watched Parasite last week, and holy fuck was that it's, movie it's, good. It's the only movie, honestly, that we were, re- when the screener came, we were like, dropped everything and watched mm-hmm. it. We haven't, I don't watch a lot of movies anymore. I, and not, not that they're not great or anything, it's just not... I'd rather watch television because I work in that medium sure. more. And also, if I'm now investing in characters, I want to be with them for like t- at least 12 hours, yeah. not two. I kind of feel the same way. So Mikey's a huge movie buff. Is and he? so, Oh, my God. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I haven't seen... I saw that. I, I've seen most... Little Women, I hear, is phenomenal. So good. I could care less. Oh, it's so Tell good, Tell you why. Though. Simple reason. Nothing about the actors. Nothing about um, Greta Gerwig. I just don't... It's another Little Women... Listen, I get all it. All white women yes. remake. Do you understand? Yes. Like My, my oh. blinders now go on. If something is like before 1978, I'm like, okay, there's no part for me. Unless, of course, now I'm going to grow into the age... Of my parents. Mm-hmm. So I do joke that, like, I will never escape the accent at, 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 where I am in my time and generation. Yeah. Think about it. I th- 24. Uh, excuse me. I was 24 when I moved out here in 04. So I'm the 9 11. Uh-huh. They're my uh, people in Chicago. You're going to work all the time, all those terrorist roles. Yeah. I'm like, great, because that's what we want to do. But sure, fine. And now going into my 40s, 50s, where we're going to be playing more dads. Mm hmm. And if I'm doing an 80s, 90s period piece, if I'm going to do my own story, for yeah. example, 80s growing up in Aurora, Naperville, Illinois, I'm not going to play me mm-hmm. at 10 or 20. I'm going to be playing my dad Your or dad. uncle. And so it's just fascinating to me. Like, that'll be my lot in life. Uh-huh. But I do glaze over when movies and everything. I'm like, when it's just like a lot of the even with in television a lot of the revivals mm-hmm. of late I'm like oh this is the only way you can get an all white cast yeah. of six or eight people again on TV by doing a revival mm-hmm. because you can't do that anymore <laughs> friends and I love friends I loved loved 
friends. You uh-huh. know, Lisa Kudrow, whenever I see her in public, which I've seen her two or three times, I get really nervous around because she was my favorite. Yes. But you just can't do it. And no. even not even so much like you can't just tag in the one brown person anymore. Correct. It has to be a more balanced group of people, especially in New York, especially the cities, mm-hmm. you know. So I do glaze over with movies because it feels like it's still such a protected world. Yes. And I'm the same way. I've gotten very... So Mikey probably sees at least a movie a weekend. Yeah, no, no, no. That's like his whole jam. And he'll see. He'll try to see everything. And, and he and I have both made a conscious effort of trying to see... Trying to focus when we go to the movies on seeing movies that are not about straight white men. Yeah. So, which has been... Great, like I think, great for us personally, yeah. and like you know, like you said, you vote, you vote with your dollars, right. and and um, and that's why God, Queen and Slim was like we saw that movie. I've never been affected by a movie like yeah, that. That's good. Oh my God, like like ugly crying at the yeah. end, and just like the feeling of like sort of the movie ends, and you're just sitting in stunned silence of like. I have to like go back to the world now. Like I, that just happened. And the fact that that, like if that movie was about two white people, it would have been, it would have swept the Oscars. Mm. Cause it's this like character study and it's, it's so interesting and good and effective. Um, but all that's to say is I have gotten extremely good at, like I'll see a preview for something and be like, that's not for me and I'm not going to see it. Like I refuse to see like the Joker I'm not going to watch the Joker Irishman. I'm out on because it, I, I asked my question to reviews was like, is there what's redeeming? And they're like, mm, why is it really a story worth telling? It's really beautiful violence and a great origin story. I'm like, I don't know. Do you feel this way too? Like when the world or like politics, like this, it was like this a bit during 01 to 08 mm-hmm. during W. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like seeing depressing stuff. But during Correct. Obama, when I didn't have to worry, the mm-hmm. best thing about Obama was like, you didn't think about the world mm-hmm. or national stuff day in, day out. Mm-hmm. I focused on my career. I focused on friends and dating. And so I liked seeing depressing stuff then. Right now, the idea of seeing the Joker. Ugh, yeah. Right now, I just don't want to. Parasite, at least I knew it would be something different. Joker, yeah. no matter how wonderful his performance or how it was directed... I just don't want to see the content. Yeah, right now. I don't care. I do yeah. not care about like the struggle of a straight white guy. Like that to me, that's just not compelling anymore. Like yeah. because I, everything we watched growing up was how hard straight white men have it. And like when you look back, but the movies even nominated this year is still that Ford oh, versus Ferrari. Once upon a didn't time. see it. Once upon a time in Hollywood was. But do you know what I mean? It still yeah. is that. Oh, for sure. But I remember Lines. I watched um, um, Close Encounters of the. Third, third kind. Thank you. I did not want to mess mm-hmm. that one up. I just watched it as an adult, um, maybe two years ago, and I was furious through the whole thing because the whole thing, the plot of the movie is a guy who has a perfectly serviceable career and a very lovely wife and kids is so miserable with his lot in life and like so dissatisfied. Yeah. And it's like, Listen, if you're dealing with like mental health shit or whatever, I'm not going to take that away from, but like to act like he has this like burden because he has two kids that he conceived and raised like, and he's supposed to, we're supposed to understand that like, oh, he needs something more in life. So he's going to abandon his family to like go be an alien or however that movie ends. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything less appealing than like somebody who has a perfectly nice life and is like, oh my God, it's so oppressive to 
go home to my wife every night. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, why do you need divorce? Yeah, do, do something. First of all, get therapy because, mm-hmm. because there's clearly something going on that's not outside in. It is inside out. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm very, very aware of like Ford versus Ferrari. Absolutely not. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Do not care. Don't care. Like, I actually even, I do want to see this movie, but I thought it was a period piece. Knives Out. Knives Out is very good. Great. There's one black person in it. There's one black person. In I the- thought it was a sequel to Fish Called Wanda for a moment because of Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> then I thought because of the wonderful costuming that you see on the billboard. Uh-huh. And I don't want to know. I also am doing a thing where like I never know HBO first looks. I don't read Oh, I'm the exact same I, way. I don't, I don't want to know anymore. Mm-hmm. But I looked at the poster. I'm like, oh, it must be set in the 70s. And mm-hmm. someone's like, no, it's modern day. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You cannot have that big of a cast. Mm-hmm. It's just... When if you, that's an original story. I know it's a homage to Agatha Christie's right. and whatnot, but like, come on! Do you understand like how us the you know the the I don't know like we're, I'm just like I, what are you being serious? There's not anyone else of color. Uh, it's I, so I frustrating, say, especially in original when the Marvel and Star when the Marvel movies and Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Having more diversity than an original film set in modern day. Well, I I will say in defense of Knives Out, which which I don't think and you're remember, wrong, but I'm I not seen it. So, yes, and no, I no, do no. want to, and I really like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> but the main character, um, our kind of audience surrogate, is is um, a Latina woman, and race does play into it. Okay, good. Then I so should there is and a watch it first. yes. Like, I, I just and I can't wait because I mean the review, what little reviews I've seen, and how it's still doing well in box office. But just the optics. Oh yeah, no, I, I, just, I don't moment, disagree like, with you. But having on. like having the context of the movie, like yeah. it. That's why I feel like even back to like the Oscars, everything. Like I do feel like the film industry is so far behind because there's an element where I feel that America's film industry is still making movies for China, mm-hmm. for Asia, and they've told us like that. Well, and we saw African so- American comedies like. That changed, but I remember when Barbershop came out, they're like, it's not going to do well overseas, mm-hmm. and it did. Yeah. It was kind of made that start. Mm-hmm. Even the, to like where my everyone had the dumb cousin. I have this one stupid cousin <laughs> who, when we were watching Comedy Central India on one visit, and it was, tra- it was Tracy Morgan on 30 Rock, and my cousin goes, uh, are all the blacks in America funny? And I'm like, oh, Ooh. okay, first of all, we don't say the blacks. <laughs> But, Let's break that down. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like, but that's his perception. Sure. Because all he sees is comedies on TV or Will Smith movies mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah, well, and I think it's interesting that we, Hollywood has the, and as a like non-Hollywood person, but it seems to me they have this very like specific thing of like, this, women-led movies don't play, minority-led movies aren't going to do huge results. But then time and time again, we see that being proved false. Like, even something like the, um, one of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I like those movies because they are, so, that represents, I feel like that, honestly, it's and it's even still not my genre, and I'm like, yeah. I, I do, this is bad, but I do watch things to see, like, if I would be in that world. Mm-hmm. I, this Parvachina in real life would never be in that fast. I don't even like cars. You know, I like, yeah. <laughs> what kind of car, what kind of car do you have, Parv? I'm like, uh, a black one. <laughs> I stole that from Rita Rudner. She had that joke from years, and it always stuck with me. She'd be like, my husband asks me what kind of car I have. And I tell him, 
I have a red one. <laughs> it's my, that's my bad reader right It's there. very good. But it, it, it stuck with me because like, but I do love like, oh my God, it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Asian, Latinx, and mixed. It, and it's great. And, and it did great at the box office. Worldwide. And I mean, even like, so Frozen 2 just came out this year. The first Frozen movie came out six years ago seven i don't remember and it was a sensation and it took them this long to do a sequel to it whereas there's been like 14 cars movies in that time like why because they don't want to cannibalize the audience they've had a lot of repeat viewing they've got they had the stage musical so yeah not to mention and wait another seven years for frozen three which is which is fair, but it seems to me that they're like pretty hot and heavy with sequels in general. But for some reason, Frozen, it took them a second to like decide they want to move on to number two. But that's exactly why. Because why would you make a second one when kids are still buying it? Yeah. It? Look at how much. Yeah, that's a good point. View, viewing it did. You yeah. Don't, why rush it? Look at Star Wars. Yeah. Forty years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still in this genre, and I do think what one thing I did like about. Force Awakens, especially, was when they said, like, hey, the number one film in the world in the year is led by a woman mm-hmm. and a black man. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. It was... I did really it, like The Last Jedi, though. Ryan Johnson's, I think, is the best film. I liked all three of those movies, yeah. and I absolutely... Re- I, I, I enjoy... You know, I was a lit major, so I enjoy, like, talking about film and, and art and things like that. Those are movies that I'm just like, mm, I don't want to engage on like any kind of like debate. Cause like I enjoyed them yeah. and I don't need to dig in too much about it. Even rise of Skywalker. I was like, uh, let go. Yeah. Just enjoy. I liked rise of Skywalker. And then I was at the hashtag white people, the dog park talking to people uh-huh. about it. No, we go to the dog park too. Hashtag brown people. <laughs> <laughs> like my only, I work remotely. So my only friends are people I meet at the dog park and I don't know their first names. I know mm-hmm. them as like bears mom, yeah. which is cool and chill of me. Um, but anyway, I'm just like, they're like, what did you like about it? I'm like, I don't know. It was fucking entertaining. And it removed me for two hours from like this hellscape that we're living in. There and like, know. what else do I need from a movie? And let's be honest. They did wrap up 40 years, nine films. Mm-hmm. Decently. I thought so. I thought so too. I I really, but I do, I I think, it's a lot of Ryan Johnson today. I did read, I think, an article with him saying that Carrie Fisher did punch up on, or did a pass, if not, I don't think Force Awakens, but definitely on Last Jedi. So even that joke, when she sees Luke for the first time, and she goes, I know what you're thinking. I've changed my hair. <laughs> That's her. Mm-hmm. They said like, no, she did a pass on the script. We kept a bunch of her stuff in. And I missed that in Rise of Skywalker. That was my one little thing. Like, I think some of the jokes were like, wah, wah. <laughs> they you were really definitely. Need Carrie Fisher here. Yeah. I, I thought that was lacking, but I was like, I don't fucking care. Right. Like, the, but that and was, a, that was and that one difference on between Last Jedi yes. for me. It was like, wow, Last Jedi felt really current. It felt new. So I like all three movies. So now I have to see Knives Out. I'm not going to badmouth it off the <laughs> billboard anymore. Um, the, because it's also, non, it's also the non-genre, non-comic book, non-sequel film mm. that's done well. Think yes. of it. Like it's a, it's an original a, script. Right. Everything else is a... Yeah, I was shocked like when... So the Oscar nominations just came out on Monday, and I was shocked how many things were adapted. I didn't realize like how few original mm-hmm. stories... Which, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but... No, but, but it's the way it is. Yeah. Look at Broadway. Look at musical theater in this country now. It's all... 
Oh my god, it's all movie Source adaptation yeah. or jukebox musicals or. I'm not too well versed, especially not living in New York. But the, the last big one I in my mind, I'm sure there's been some since, but like next to normal. Brian Yorkie about his family and the mm-hmm. woman with mental illness. It just didn't come from like a book or a movie or a cartoon or a Disney show, you know? Yeah, really and truly. And I uh, yeah, Hades yeah. Town, I guess, which just won the Tony, I think. But it's still an Orpheus and Eurydice tale. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Oklahoma, Revival. So Revival. Yeah, it's... Originality is lacking. But which... I do find that we have it in television. In scripted I think material. Right. I think tell. I mean, this is not like a hot take for me, but television is going through such an interesting time right now. There's so much. I mean, look what NBC Universal just announced their Peacock, mm-hmm. their streaming service with Comcast. And so between D- Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus coming mm-hmm. out this year, the past year, I did just read, though, that Facebook is getting rid of their originals, their scripted. Original, so they're focusing on like the Red Table with Jada Pinkett Smith uh-huh. and Steve Harvey as a, re- a revival, but like that that Olson Elizabeth Olson oh, uh-huh. show I think is canceled. So like I th- I think it's still we still haven't found like the even point for it yet. Yeah, it's still like there's there's a, a glut right now. Of yes. a lot of programming content mm-hmm. and places to see it, and I think it will level out soon, but it's just really like, oh, there's so much. There is a lot, and it feels, especially like when you're on Twitter and everybody, it seems like everybody's watching everything right as it comes out, and I'm like, I can't keep up with all this. Like, I have I have to do other things besides stream TV yeah. all day. Have you seen Pen15 on Hulu? I didn't like it. It's amazing. I Everybody told me I would love it, and yeah, I watched it, and it just, I know, it just, it didn't, I, I think the secondhand embarrassment twice. was a lot for me to deal with. Like, I don't do good with like, don't do well with like awkward situations. And, it, it and it's Spice just girls, and then made her the servant. Uh, just, you it, I think the masturbation awakening. I only got like th- two episodes into oh, it. I'm just, I know, I it know, is the best. It, I know. I watched. We watched the entire series again. That's a show I would like stop and rewind to like watch them do. Stuff. Uh, that was kind of me with Shit's Creek. Like twenty yeah, Creek is. We watched Shit's Creek that binge around the same time as Pen Fifteen. Uh-huh. Pen Fifteen is just like nothing I'd ever seen. No, and I, I and I don't talk shit on it because <laughs> it's to me it's like it's okay. Get to I, the third episode. Okay, okay, I'm gonna try again with the master where ma- with masturbation. Because okay, especially not being a woman. Like I just thought it was a lovely, delicate, and hilarious. Point of, you know, yeah. masturbation is always a male mm-hmm. kind of thing. Spanking the mon- monkey, you know, jerking off that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Like you don't really let women, let alone have any <laughs> reference of it, but co- funny yes. and poignant too. Yeah, and I feel like Big Mouth is also kind of doing that of like re-exploring childhood yeah. without like the the sort of rose-colored glasses right. of like innocence. And but I think Pen Fifteen is a lot more grounded, mm-hmm. even. As ridiculous as it is yeah. versus animated being bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to make a flight soon. <laughs> what time is your flight? Two? Um, it's at two, but we have to, and we're flying out of Burbank, which makes me feel like real local. Burbank is the best airport to fly out of. It's great. It's the best. Are you doing Southwest? Yes. <laughs> the direct? Uh-huh. Yeah, the direct to Midway. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We only, I will only take that one. And I uh, 
checked in before Mikey did, so I get the window seat this time. Uh, And go enter through the back. Okay. I don't know what that means. You know, like, think of, like, old school, like, Pan Am days, Uh like, where you walk on the tarmac. Yeah, which I had never done before, and I felt, like, fucking dope as hell. So have your, because I do it, I I love it every time you come back from Chicago. Uh Have your phone ready Uh and walk and get your selfies. You know, you'll have that security guy behind you. (laughs) Just, like, making sure you don't run onto the the actual tarmac. But go to the back, Uh you'll get a great seat, and... I'm just telling you, like, it is one of the few airports where you... I think maybe Long Beach does it, too, but I, I've never flown out of there. But I love that you can, like... It just feels like the 1950s yeah. in a good way. Like, yes. That where you can get to walk on the thing and up the stairs. Yeah, I kind of wish I was wearing, like, a cocktail dress and was, like, holding a martini. Well, it also does, like... I realized, like, it also gave, like, a little bit of awe mm-hmm. to flying. Because, like, yeah, we get in that... That air, that walkway yes. before we just get on, and yeah. you feel disconnected from it. Mm-hmm, you when you see the plane, when you're on the tarmac, you're yeah. like, "Oh, we're about to go on <laughs> we're a journey." Flying. Yeah, <laughs> what a world! Do you know, like how when you're again, even I think of like I understand like how when you call something beef mm-hmm. to eat, ooh, beef, delicious, <laughs> but uh, you're not. Oh, cow! Here, uh, here's your twelve inch cow, New York cow. <laughs> Cow strip. Six you know. ounces of a cow. Yeah, your Ugh. skirt cow. You know, like, <laughs> you might be less inclined to eat it. Yeah. So, like, it is just... Brandy, my out, dude. Like, just like... go to the back because you'll okay. get a good seat. You can do that. And it's the one airport you can. Yeah. Brought to you by Southwest Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send this to them as your Please next do. audition take. Yeah, just be like, not brought to you by Southwest. <laughs> you could have had the Southwest. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um. So is there anything you want to plug? Um. I'm recurring on All Rise on CBS, which is a great, diverse show. Uh-huh. They're like, like Simone Missick is the lead, and she was Misty Knight on Luke Cage on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I've seen her for like years, and she's just a, a light, mm-hmm. a great... I, you know when you're number one on the call sheet, like it's your show. Yeah, you can have an asshole, or you could have like a real leader like her. Uh-huh. She was the first person I met. You know, like which encapsulated it kind uh-huh. of thing for sure. But we got Lindsay Mendez and Ruthie Ann Miles, who are two Tony Award winners for okay, you know, best featured actresses uh-huh. in musicals. So it, it's that's been really fun to play. And then I'm doing a stage musical in LA called Found the Musical. By Hunter Bell, Lee Overtree, and Eli Bolin. Awesome. And Eli, he wrote the music for Co-op, for Documentary Now. Oh, really? And, and even Mulvaney's new Sacklon show on Netflix. That's so fucking yeah. good. I so couldn't then, believe how good that was. And don't tell me, because Eli even sent me the link. On, we were texting the other day on Apple Music, and I'm like, no, Eli, I, can't, I don't do this. Even like back to like movies and uh-huh. previews, I don't want to know. Yep. Same with musicals Going and blind. shows. Like I need to, I can't listen to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Because I remember like devouring the soundtrack to Wicked and then seeing it in Chicago with Anna Gasteyer and being like, this is great. I but saw not that same, as, yeah. yeah, same run. But not as good mm-hmm. as in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I literally stopped. I won't listen to a musical score until I see it. Yeah, I I had the same experience with seeing Book of Mormon. And normally yeah. I'm the same way. I was such a musical theater nerd. I yep. would devour same. everything. And then I saw Book of Mormon blind and was like, Oh, this is so fucking good. And like, now listening to the music yes. reminds you of that. Yes, 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 yes. Not like the anticipation. But we're lucky. We get to, we live in cities where yes. things tour and we can do that. Yes, I have a lot of thoughts on the exclusivity of Broadway and why we need to make it more accessible to people. Yeah. But, but regional theaters can help with that too. Yes, of course. Okay, um, thank you so much for your of time course. and we'll for coming to meet me. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>